Do you want it to be blessed today? Are you content with the current state of life today? Do you have a hunger and compelling reasons for your prayers? Please join Pastor Bijou John for next exciting and inspiring God's Word preached. Have you got worried, when your prayers not answered and expected all things are coming to an end, without seeing any fulfillment of the promises you have received from our God? Thank you for tuning in to listens to Pastor Bijou John. Uh, good to be back again with you for another session of our study of the book of Galatians. You were able to go through the book of Galatians, at least the first chapter. And uh, I would recommend it. Please go through the book of Galatians, at least for uh, the reading of the book needs to take place. And uh, we have been looking into the background a little bit of the book of Galatians. And we just only have talked a few minutes in the previous class uh, what the book of Galatians is for or for whom the book of Galatians was written. And it is interesting uh, to see that so many of you out there are very much interested in learning the book of Galatians. And uh, as I get the feedback from uh, so many people that many are encouraged many wanting to learn it of course we wanted to make uh, this course into a full-fledged study of uh, the biblical truths and then we wanted to see certain if you wanted to go uh, if you wanted to go into that discipline as a full-fledged study of god's word as uh, at least comparable to a study in a in a theological institution uh, on the part of uh, both uh, faculty and as well as students needs certain disciplines faculty has to of course you know a teacher has to of course uh, update uh, the message or update the 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 lessons and on the part of the students or diligent uh, attention is needed from the students and uh, first of all you need to be very attentive listening to this audio clip of course I know that it is practically is totally different from a classroom setting and uh, if you are serious about the study please do follow what I am trying to say when you start listening this audio, this Bible teaching, along with your listening capability, please do have a writing note pad with you. So you are able to take down the notes and the references and the points which are given in our class. So as a serious student, I wanted you to take notes. It's not only really you hear them, not only really you are listening to them, but you are taking them down in your notes for your own references. Of course, this audio, I don't know how many of you are downloading it into your systems. After a few days, you know, this audio all, all the messages coming through this WhatsApp group will be crowded. You know, you will have a lot of audios to store it. 
so that becomes too much that takes too much of your spaces so then you have to delete audios so then you will have to know what are the audios and what are the files that you need to delete it so it becomes a big burden for that if you take notes of our lectures if you take notes of our classes you will be able to go back into your notes into your written notes and look into them and refer them and get back informations at this moment i would encourage you please be very diligent attention for the study of our subject then taking notes of course i know i am planning to complete this uh, courses in 12 classes of our uh, studies so the 12 classes means it will take another it will take altogether 12 weeks of study because we only have one one class in a week so in this coming almost 11 classes including today we will be able to go through the book of galatians i know in the seminary or in a bible school this is a full semester study the subject of the book of galatians it is a whole semester but here we are finishing it with just 12 classes so you know uh, how much we are able to bring it into your informations or bring it to you through this audio of all those lessons we are shortening it condensing it it into you know as capsules of our study so without going much into elaborations of the external things let's go straight into our study of the book of galatians of course we talked about the background and some studies of the book of galatians in our previous lecture today we are going to straight go into the book unless we go straight into the book we will not be able to go further in our study the author of this book is undoubtedly without any question is paul the apostle himself the introduction of the first chapter itself we are able to understand that it was written by paul he goes straight into saying i am paul and my name is paul and i have been commissioned as an apostle of the lord jesus the messiah so paul without any doubt he is the author of the book of galatians as we found out that the reason why paul wrote this letter unlike many other letters which came through apostle paul you know in fact more than half of the almost half of the new testament was the contribution through apostle paul you know it right from beginning 
the book of Romans, it goes on. Some general epistles, some pastoral epistles, some personal letters he wrote. And then some letters he wrote to the churches which he established like one note this letter, like this letter, book of Galatians. So, and so forth. Paul was contributing for shaping the discipline and the theological understanding of the New Testament church. Jesus predicted it in the book of Matthew chapter 16 that I will build my church. Jesus promised it as the future course of action that I will build my church. So the beginning of the church on the day of Pentecost and from their own the Apostle Peter and James and so many other leadership of the church in the New Testament they were carrying out the commission of Jesus. But from the ninth chapter of the book of the Acts you would find Paul was coming into the picture and taking the gospel further into the Roman world. It was the Roman world which was ruling the Roman Empire. So it was through Paul in a major portion the church went out and established outside a Jewish culture. In fact, he referred himself as an apostle to the Gentiles. So here, to the Galatians, or to the church of Galatia, or churches in Galatia, it is a province, so there were so many other churches also within that region. So when he was writing this letter, he was writing to the whole, not one individual church, but to the whole region and the churches in the region. So there could be many assemblies or many churches to which Paul was writing this letter. I think I mentioned in the previous sessions, the reason why Paul wrote this letter. You find the urgency of Apostle Paul writing this letter. But it is very unusual form of writing. When Paul was writing, as I mentioned, many other letters in the New Testament, there were kind of customary greetings and kind of elaborate intelligence thanksgiving for certain mentioning certain individuals in the region or in the church there and there were kind of formal way of addressing the church but you don't find those usual greetings except Paul brings Paul states himself I am Paul. My name is Paul. You understand now, 
He is so serious when he was writing this letter to the church. He was so serious back in his mind. Some serious thinking was going on. Something was troubling the apostle. Something was going through the mind of Paul when he began to write this letter. That is what we are going to look at it as we go further. Let me take you straight into this uh, letter. Here, Apostle Paul, he began in this way, I, Paul, an apostle. My name is Paul. In, in, in our language, we simply say, I, so-and-so. What is my designation? I am a pastor. Or I am a Bible teacher. The same way Paul straight away goes to the church and says that I am Paul, an apostle. Now, if you are very careful in reading the Bible, carefully reading the scripture, you find it here, Paul further adds along with his name as Paul, I've been commissioned as an apostle of the Lord Jesus. The Messiah. He explains his authority, who he is, or in other words, what caused him to write this letter, what warranted it, what made him to write this letter now to the church at Galatia. So he begins with saying. Or explains his authority. His authority was based on three things. Number one, his authority was based on his ministry. If you look at carefully with me the scripture, he apostates it that I have been commissioned as an apostle of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. My apostleship was not granted to me by any counsel of men, for I was appointed by Jesus, the anointed one, and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and in which too, I am joined by all the brothers and sisters who are here with me, as I write to you this letter, which is to be distributed to the churches throughout the region of the Galatia, or central Central Turkey. Today's Central Turkey. Now, please listen me carefully. Here, he stresses his ministry. What is his ministry? Paul says that I am an apostle. You know, the word apostle in the New Testament. We have found in various ways. Apostle, apostleship. Jesus 
when he was along with his disciples and then he Jesus had many disciples disciples simply means learners one who is subjected to a teacher a learner and then from those disciples he all apostles Jesus selected 12 apostles and then among the 12 one was Judas Iscariot he missed the the destiny you know what happened to him so then when they rest of the apostles wanted to choose one instead of Judas Iscariot you know they had set a requirement the requirement was for an apostle that was he was he how witnessed the resurrection of Christ Acts chapter 1 verses 21 and 22 and then again in chapter 2 verse 32 and 3 verse 15 one who have witnessed the resurrection of Jesus of course Paul himself was not there as a learner or as a disciple nor as an apostle during Christ's earthly ministry but we find that this man who had a miraculous encounter with the risen Savior at the gate to Damascus Acts chapter 9 verses 1 to 18 and then in Paul's own writing first Corinthians chapter 9 verse 1 he had seen the risen Lord and now here Paul claims it that his apostleship is not by man I was not granted to me by any counsel of men for I was appointed by Jesus, the anointed one, the Messiah. So his apostleship was a question raised by the opponents of the gospel. Raised by the opponents of Apostle Paul. Paul had many rivalries, especially among especially people from his former religion Paul came from Judaism he was a he was a he was an exponent of Judaistic faith you knew you know how Paul lived as a Jew as a Pharisee a staunch opponent of the gospel a persecutor he was advancing furthering for the course against the gospel and now he became a preacher of the gospel so one of the accusations against Paul was this he was not one of the 12 apostles or he is not an apostle so here Paul writes it I am an apostle not by appointed not appointed by any council of man 
but by Jesus himself. So, you know, when a person write a letter, he have to put the burden, he has to prove his ministry. If Paul takes the pain to prove, or if Paul goes out of his way to explain who he is, or the ministry he involved, it shows the urgency, it shows the kind of the nature of urgency Paul writes this letter. Now, listen to me. Here, first, he explains his authority. Number one, he explains his ministry. The ministry was to be an apostle. Apostle is not in the simple. Apostle means, an, you know, the one who is sent. But here, it is not in that meaning. It is not merely one who is sent. Rather, it is one who has an authority over this church. Of course, Paul was instrumental in establishing the church here. And now, look at here. Paul states his authority in verses 1 and 2. Then he explains his authority through the message that he has preached. What does he say in verses 3 and 4? I wanted to read it with you. Verses 3 and 4 of the first chapter, book of Galatians. Here, Paul says it this way. I have a message. And that message is the message of the good news of salvation. And this is grace and peace from God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is here? He talks about the gospel. Gospel is of God. Who gospel is the good news of Jesus. What is the good news of Jesus? Jesus who gave himself for our sins. That he might deliver us from this present evil age. According to the will of the father. And here Paul makes it very clear. My message is very clear. And the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the gospel of God. It is the will of the father. To deliver you from the present world system. The evil world system. It is to give you eternal salvation. How it has happened? It is through Christ Jesus, the Son of God, who gave himself for our sins. Paul is preaching the gospel here. What is gospel? Gospel is the good news. Gospel is the, good, the message of good news. And what is the message of good news? Jesus died for our sins. And that is the will of the Father. You believe on him, then you shall be saved. Very simple. So when Paul explains his message, my message is this. My message is Christ died for you. My message is, it is the will of God that you should not perish. 
my message is very clear god wanted to save the sinners so now paul explains his message his message is very clear my message is the good news of jesus here when paul gives throughout the epistle throughout the epistle paul points the galatians points to the galatians to the centrality of the gospel or centrality of the cross of christ he cannot make it or he cannot wait to make this plain and we find the reference in the first the initial greetings itself so now i am coming to the point why paul wrote this letter paul is mentioning that the message that i preach or i brought is the gospel which god wanted to give it to you but now there are issues there are things which is troubling you my gospel is that jesus gave the greatest thing anyone can give that is he gave himself why did jesus give himself jesus gave himself for our sins that is why jesus had to give himself for our sins or the penalty of our sins the bible talks to us that for the wages of the, for the wages of the sin is death god wanted us not to die in our sins he wanted us to be saved of our sins so the message was very clear paul says that his message is the freedom the liberty that that is brought through the good news or christ when he gave himself for our sins you will discover this very important truth in the book of galatians so many other references through paul wanted to emphasize it chapter 2 verses 19 to 21 chapter 3 verse 1 verse 13 chapter 4 5 511 and 24 chapter 6 verses 12 to 14 Christ paid the price that he might achieve a purpose delivering sinners from the bondage delivering sinners from their sins or their slavery so the li liberty in Christ is the dominant theme of the book of Galatians liberty freedom you find several locations in this letter the word bondage 
in chapter 2, verse 4, chapter 4, verse 3, and 9, 24 and 25, chapter 5, verse 1, you can see the bondage or the uh, slavery is mentioned. So God's ministry and the message were the source of his spiritual authority. But that is not the end. There is one more thing Paul explains his authority. That is the motive of Apostle Paul. What is the motive of Apostle Paul? That is in verse 5. All the glory will go to God alone throughout the time and eternity. Amen. Paul says it in verse 5. He have a motive. He have a desire. What is his desire? He wanted the glory to the Father. Glory to God, the Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. The purpose of this ministry or the purpose that he has involved in preaching or the apostleship, the ministry he has it. There's only one more baby he has it. It's not self-seeking. Or it is not for self-glory. But it is for God's glory. So now, Paul is explaining in this letter three things. Explaining his authority through the ministry and through the message and through his motive. Undoubtedly, Paul brings it to the church that why he is writing this letter. Now, when he, after explaining his authority, he is moving on to his great anxiety. You know, what is his anxiety here? From verses 6 to 7. I would like to come along with, I'd like you to come along with me and read this passage. Here Paul explains the danger of a different gospel. Paul explains his anxiety, his anguish, his anger. Paul explains it here. He begins it this way. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him, God, who called you in the grace of Christ. And now you are turning to a different gospel. Two things are here. They were deserting, leaving. They were deserting the original gospel. They were leaving the true gospel. They were deserting. Paul strikes in the heart of the problem. Paul strikes at the heart of the problem. God had called these people 
in his grace and saved them from their sins. Now they are moving away from grace back into law. They are abandoning their liberty for legalism. They are leaving the grace. The grace is the unmerited favor of God. But they would rather be pleased to be under slavery. The slavery of legalism. Now, the anguish of Apostle Paul is this on two accounts. They were deserting the gospel and as well as they are perverting the gospel. They were deserting the, the grace and as well as they are perverting it. Perverting means going the opposite direction. Going in the if they had come straight and they are turning it back. That is perverting. Now here they quickly turned away from the grace. And now they are perverting it by mixing it with the law. Now a little bit of understanding for our knowledge. The problem with the church here in Galatia was this. They were they were saved. The church or the people, the believers were saved through the preaching of the gospel of Christ. The grace, the unmerited favor of God, the grace of God. And now, they have turned away from that grace of God, the grace they have received without any payment, without doing any labor, without doing any work. Now they are changing it. How? They are changing it. People who have come to the church in Galatia now, they have started preaching a different gospel. They have started preaching another gospel. And their gospel was this. Here, they are mixing grace with work. Salvation is the gift of God's grace purchased for us by Jesus Christ on the cross. To turn from grace to law is to desert the God who saved us. But they are guilty. The church, Galatia, was guilty of another sin that Paul gave with great anxiety. They were, they were perverting the gospel of God. Mixing grace with law. In simple words, that was one of the major troubles of the early church. Of course, we know Christianity or Christian faith is totally different from the Judaistic faith. In the Judaistic faith, it is their book of law. They are trying to earn their salvation. Or 
they are following the law the mosaic law but christianity in christian faith it is the grace the grace of god we don't have a lineage or connection to father abraham or we don't belong to the tribe any of the tribes of israel we are outsiders we were heathen we were not born in in the blood of israel we are outside as paul say mentioned since in the book of romans outside the commonwealth of israel now how could it be possible for us to be a christian or us to be god's people but in the new testament we don't have the law or we are not saved through the law or we are not saved through works it is the grace of god it is the grace and grace alone that makes anyone into the family of god if anyone wanted to be in the family of god it is god's favor upon him upon her it is not through our work as our salvation is purchased through christ on the cross and god gives it to us god gives it to individuals so now these judaizers have come into the church at galatia and begin to preach a gospel other than what apostle paul had preached to these people it is if you wanted to become children of god and the gospel what apostle preached is not sufficient you must be brought under the mosaic law judaistic law when the church in galatia heard this the message other than what paul preached paul preached the gospel of the grace of god but these judaizers judaizers the proponents of another gospel they preached it your salvation is not complete because your salvation is not complete you have not come under the legal legalism or the grace you are you are now you are preaching about grace but that is not enough in other words you must follow all mosaic laws all the laws given through moses one of them was circumcision if anyone wanted to be a jew for that matter he must be circumcised then only he will be part of a judaistic community here those people who came and preached to the church in galatia that you must follow the law and then only you become children of god so now these two things one is paul preached grace the gospel of grace and now the other one say that is not sufficient 
you must be broke under the Judaistic law first and then you became a Christian. It is like this. You wanted to become children of God? Then first get into the fold of the legalism. Judaistic legalism. And then you become children of God. So this is what the confusion that is brought to the people. They have perverted the gospel. So Paul expresses his anxiety. Paul expresses his anxiety here. Now they are deserting the gospel and they are perverting the gospel. Number three. In verses 8 to 10. Paul expresses or Paul exposes his enemies, his adversaries. Paul exposes his enemies here. You know, what is he saying here? If we are an angel from heaven, bring something other than what we have given you is the gospel of the grace. Paul was very absolutely confident of the message he had preached. Paul did not care about who brought the false gospel. Even if he himself or even an angel from heaven it was to be rejected. It has to be rejected. Any person who spreads a false gospel with, was worthy of only a curse, only of a curse from God. Any person who preaches a false gospel is worthy of the curse from God. Let him be cursed. Here, the curse. Now I say again, Paul says it. He made it very clear. It is really impossible for Paul to express this idea with any more strength than he did here. Where was Paul's intention? Or what was Paul's intention? People who spread a false gospel. He did not just ask God to curse the message, but to curse the people who spread the message. Paul's love was for the souls that were in danger of hell. Paul knew the gravity. Paul knew the danger that these people, when they spread a false gospel, that is true with 2,000 years ago, and that is true even today. When and where people engage in bringing false gospel, a different gospel and another gospel, which God had not approved, which God had not approved, or which is not from God. If a gospel is false and not another good news at all, that it cannot say the lost to people. Paul looked at this false 
perverted gospel and said, this is not going to help people. This ship is going to be sunk. It cannot save anyone. Now, Paul expresses his anguish and say that these men who bring the false gospel is anathema, is to be accursed. Verses. Eleven onwards, the divine source of Paul's gospel. Now you find here in chapter 1, verses 11 to 24, in chapter 1, verses 11 to 24, Paul's he makes the source, the divine source of his gospel. In 13 to 14, 13 and 14, Paul talks about his formal life as a persecutor of the gospel. Now he wanted to show to the church a bit of his own life, his own testimony, how he formerly lived. He reminded the church, you have heard stories of how severely I harassed and persecuted Christians. Paul mentions it. He was a persecutor of the church. He lived a life away from Jesus or he wanted to destroy the mission of Christ. How his antagonism, his enmity to the church you have the account of Paul's biography of Paul's life in the book of Acts where he was part of the first martyrdom of the church in Jerusalem that brought big havoc in the church in fact that brought the church to be scattered into all the neighboring places. The church was terribly shaken through the martyrdom of Stephen, through the killing of Stephen. Paul was instrumental and he was the guide or he was the patron of that killing. So here in verse 13 and 14, Paul talks with his own zeal and passion for his former religion, Judaism. He says that I, I was not a small guy in my own former way of life. In verse 14, he says that my zeal and my passion for 
Judaism really distinguished me among my own people. For I was more advanced in my religious instructor than others of my age. So he was known as the persecutor of the church. Then in verse 15 to 16, 15 and 16, and later on in verse 24 of that chapter, first chapter, he explains it how his conversion took place. And that was a very crucial thing in his life. How God had changed his own life. How God did miracle in his life. If you read those passages from the book of Galatians, epistle of Galatians, Paul mentions it, the dramatic transformation took place in his life. Paul says it, it was not by an accident. It is God's miracle happened. You were particular to not, in verse 15, my salvation, it, God did it. Or it happened because God had deserved. Verse 15, B, Paul says that God did it by His grace. And God did it through Jesus Christ. And God revealed Christ to me. And then God did it for the sake of others. And God did it for his glory. Look at how Paul explains his own testimony. How Paul explains his own life. Having said that, I was a former persecutor of the church. Now he says that my life was changed. Not because I wanted it. Not because some other, some other person wanted it. A human hand. But it was God. God did it. God did it through grace. God did it through Jesus Christ. And God did it revealed to himself. To me. Christ revealed to me. And then God did it for his glory. Paul is mentioned. Paul is undoubtedly saying that the gospel is the unmerited favor of God. Grace is the unmerited favor of God. God gives, God pours it out on wretched sinners. Paul knew that he was a wretched sinner. He did sin. And now, verse 16 to 23, Paul gives an account of his own life, a brief account of his own life as a preacher of the gospel. So, he was a persecutor, and then he became a believer, and now he is a preacher, verse 16 onwards. How did that happen? It Paul, Paul's contact with other believers, what was 
how how did he interact with the other church members or other believers in the new testament church in his own account he says that soon after my conversion i did not go to jerusalem because jerusalem was the seat the center of all the attractions of the church center was that was the the happening of the church new testament church that that is where the apostles were there james peter and other apostles were in jerusalem but his conversion took place in damascus but he did not go into jerusalem or he did not travel to jerusalem immediately verse 16 immediately i conferred not with the flesh and the blood the logic thing paul was to go back to jerusalem and introduce himself to the church in jerusalem that was the logical thing but he did not do it but rather instead of going to jerusalem he traveled to the arabian desert he did go to arabia he went to arabia the arabian desert in verse 17 this was after his initial ministry in damascus chapter 19 chapter 9 verse 19 of the book of acts book of acts chapter 9 verse 19 and 20 instead of conferring with the flesh and the blood paul gave himself for study prayer and meditation and met with the lord in his solitary confinement he was alone in the arabian desert he may have spent the greater part of the three years in arabia galatians chapter 1 verse 18 or says three years and no doubt was involved in evangelism as well as personal spiritual growth he spent in those desert the apostles had received three years of teaching from the lord jesus and now paul was going to have his own opportunity to be taught of the lord when he withdrew himself into a solitary his own confined not because anybody compelled him anybody asked him to go but rather he chose to go and there he had the opportunity to be taught back or taught by the lord jesus himself and then from arabia he after major spending major portion of the three years he came back to damascus in verse 17 it would have been logical to visit jerusalem at this point but the lord directed him otherwise the lord directed him in some other different way and later you find in verse 18 and 20 he finally visits jerusalem this was three years after his conversion his main purpose was to meet peter and other leaders of the new testament church paul's experience had been with the lord jesus alone the apostles were suspicious of paul because of his very past experience or past life he did not spend much days in jerusalem he says that only 15 days i spent in 
Jerusalem. He, there he said that I only met Peter and James, the half-brother of our Lord. And then you find this man, he returned home to Tarsus. Chapter 1, verses 21 to 23. His life was a danger in Jerusalem. Just as it was danger in Damascus. Paul went through Syria. He preached the word and when he arrived in Cilicia, his home province, he began to evangelize there. He almost spent another 15 years in his hometown, most probably in evangelism and establishing churches. So that is chapter 1.